Hi, everybody. I'm Rogers Haley, the host of Rogers That, a podcast dedicated to selling without selling out. And today we have a treat for y'all. Uh, we're about to bring you some energy that you've never experienced before. Uh, this person I've been friends with for 20 years. I've been a fan for 20 years. I've watched her meteoric rise to celebrity, both online and in person, and something that excites me about our guest today is when you think of our city of Dallas, you literally think of this person so much so that where she represented our city on a TV show, she represents us every day in person and also online. And she's done it her way from the start. And I think that uh, the word polarizing is something I would use to describe uh, our guest because if you don't know her, uh, you still know about her. And uh, she's lovable, she's bold, and she's owned her brand since day one so much so to where I'm confident I can tell you that she is the original, the OG influencer, blogger, people that were talking about their clothes, their outfits of the day back when this was just like, what are you talking about? So much so to where before we started, I told her, I remember posting back in the day when stories on Instagram were a thing. And I was like, people that think they're bloggers and they can make a career out of it, come on. And she immediately fired back and said, here's proof. So uh, it's, a, it's a big intro, but the, the short of it is Courtney Kerr is on the show today and she has been uh, a part of my life. I don't see her as much as I like to, but she has been consistent she has been herself, and she's done it the right way, and she has proof that even though you can find significant success, you can still remain yourself. So, Courtney, thanks for coming. That was an intro. Will you write my bio moving forward? Yes. Like, I, 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 that wasn't a quite an overwhelming intro, and I am that was very, very kind. Well, don't cry because we both are wearing makeup. I know. And then, I know. I can't get these false eyelashes wet. But yeah, no, that was that was so nice. Well, I, I meant it, and and I and I you know. I want you to read that before I walk down the aisle and get married in six months. I mean, that's what I just. I mean, I think we're done. I think I can leave now. And that is how you sell without selling out, <laughs> Cor Courtney. That no, I mean, <laughs> Courtney and I we met. You know, I think that. We've been through a journey together, and you know, obviously, life happens, and you drift away. But we met when we were in our early twenties, and it was a figured out phase. And yeah. I'll, I'll never forget. I'll never forget your apartment having just this eclectic vibe, and it was just like you were owning this thing that, fortunately or unfortunately, you were you were years ahead of it, right? Yeah. And I and I think that's an overwhelming, you know, it's an overwhelming thing when you realize, like, okay, I'm onto something, but I have to wait for the rest of the world to catch up. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of your business and your brand and kind of how you've pioneered an industry, maybe get us, uh, get us what got you there. Wow. I mean, how, how much time do we have? Um, 45 minutes. Okay. 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 I can do it. I can do my quick 60 second elevator pitch. Um, you know, I had, like you said, we met when we were in our early twenties, like yeah. 20, 25, 26. I mean, we were just all young and stupid with digital cameras and Facebook was like very new. MySpace. MySpace. Oh my God. The top eight. Top eight background songs or background image everything what a big honor to be in someone's top eight like it was that was wow okay yeah we've just really taken it back um no we were we were both young i was working retail you you were having everybody wear a t-shirt rogers healy is my realtor i will never forget that um i'll never forget the photo of you kim Klonauer, ashley smith and eway and tiffany weiser Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'll never forget it. And then I had an orange bandana on. I bangs then. Wow. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, we were, I mean, we were all young and dumb at, at one point. I mean, I think everyone goes through that phase in their life and, um, an opportunity came to me to do a reality TV show for Bravo, which it was going to be the first Bravo show that was based in Dallas. It was called most eligible Dallas. Um, and without any hesitation, I quickly said yes. And my mother was terrified. Um, but you were already working in fashion at this time. I was working in retail. Yeah. I had been through kind of the retail circuit everywhere from like, 
Calypso, which isn't in business anymore, made well. I opened the very first store in the country here in Dallas, Texas, under um, the guidance of Mickey Drexler, who was the CEO of J. Crew at the time. Um, then went and worked at Sunglass Hut in regional training for them, like teaching people how to sell sunglasses. Um, and so retail had always been in my in my DNA, just as a as a I don't know if we want to use the term entrepreneur or businesswoman, but it was something that I was very familiar and very comfortable doing. Um, I had a boss once that said I could sell a melting red snow cone to a bride wearing gloves. Like I just, I was very good at creating this need value based um, positioning of of how I sold. Anyways, for for stuff that necessarily people didn't need. Yeah, which is I think the. uh, the sign of a great salesperson is when you... And ha- it wasn't about to make money. It was just because, like, I just loved the sale. Yeah. Like, being able to get that sale. It's a drug. And it, it, it is a drug. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know that. Um, so, yeah, did retail for a really long time. And then, like I said, an opportunity came to do a reality show. And I signed up without hesitation. And that decision changed the entire course of my life in the sense that, you know, I've, I've had almost what now, I guess, 13 years to look back at it, 12 years to look back at it and go, had I not made that decision, like my blog might or might not exist. I don't know. Um, What's the, decisions the blog I'm, called? It's called currently, like my last name, get it? K-E-R-R-E-N-T-L-Y.com. Yeah. Yes. Proud sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> it's under construction right now, so. But wasn't um, it initially what Courtney wore? It was what Courtney wore. Yeah. I mean, talk about, and it was on Tumblr. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was a legit, I, I mean, I still am a fan, but I was a legit fan, not necessarily because of the fashion, but I was like, you're doing something that is so bold, and I would do like something dumb and kind of cheesy, but knew that once I went live with it, it was going to come with some flack, but you and did it where you were so far ahead of everybody so, else. But at the time, it, it, it felt very kind of like self-serving narcissistic in a way that I was like, I'm going to put a picture of my outfit on the internet and then everyone's going to tell me how cute it is and then they're going to go buy it because they want to be just like me. Like when I look was back on it- Was there a benefit to you if they would have bought it back in the day? No. I mean, you weren't making really any money. Yeah. So a girlfriend of mine, you probably know her, um, Amber Venz, yeah. she- um, had just started reward style at the time and which is was one of the first like affiliate marketing companies for like content creators and so she said why don't you post the outfits that you wore on the show onto like a tumblr because i was getting like messages and messages on twitter at the time after every show would air being like where'd you get that dress what lipstick was that what would you wear on a first date what's your favorite red lipstick um do you know a pair of black heels that are comfortable that i could wear to work and then i could also wear on a date like it was just those questions came in immediately and so that was just more of like a solution like i'm just going to post the pictures and post where i got them so girls could you know, recreate those looks if they want it. But simply because you wanted to help. Not, yeah, not and because that you is you could also monetize. what I still love doing is like educating people about like how to find the best, you know, bronzer, how to put their hair in a high ponytail, how to, you know, dress for your body type. That's all still stuff that I love doing. Huh. Um, so started the blog, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then... Where blog, like blogging was a thing back then, it, right? It, but it was more it like stream of consciousness. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then went back to my retail job, you know, at, with Sunglass Hut after the show ended. And six months later, Bravo came to me and said, well, we're not renewing Most Eligible Dallas, but we want to give you a spinoff instead. Courtney loves Dallas. And you're going to quit your job and you're going to become a blogger full time. Okay. And I was like, 
well, I mean, d- what about what about benefits? Do I get health insurance? Um, what, like there were so many things that I didn't know about, you know, because the blogging was still really fairly new. And yeah. I was like, can this actually support my lifestyle? Can I pay for my rent in Uptown Dallas and have money to shop and play and travel and like do all those things that we were doing at 28 years old? Like, is this like is this a s- sustainable career like long term or am I just going to do this for like three or four years and then get back into retail so I did it because I just I love a challenge and that's a a leap of faith like none other well and when you have a network come to you and go like we want to create an entire you know eight episode show about you like that has that made me feel like they had a lot of faith in me yeah and like my ability and they had a lot of faith in the entertainment of it in the like that it could be sustainable that maybe this was an idea that did have legs like as much as as much as producers are egging you on in some capacity there are also people that you become friends with who they believe in you they're watching everything through the lens too and they believe in you just as much as the the audience does and so I was like well if if Bravo thinks I can quit my job and be a blogger then I guess I'm gonna quit my job and be a blogger so once again without hesitation I did it and then started blogging every single day and I was creating you know content that was driven around everything from like how to find one piece swimsuits how to find skinny jeans how to you know it was but at this point were you monetizing it or were you yes ish um I was I was making enough to live hand to mouth um but it wasn't a ton of money then but then after that I guess was like 2012 2013 then all these like affiliate programs come out. People are then wanting to pay bloggers. People are then wanting to sponsor content. And the blogging world really with like like to know it just blew up. What, what was your social media outlet at this time? Like what were you most? I mean, at that point, it was still Twitter. It was like, and I and I had like an email list that girls would sign up and they'd get the, they'd get my blog post and it'd go straight to their email inbox every day. I remember. Um, and so they didn't even have to like, they could see what was on there that day. I mean, it was kind of like we get from retailers now when you get like when they're having a sale or when they have new arrivals, like it was wow. the same concept. It was just, you know, email marketing. Um, so yeah, and, and I was doing all of this. Like I was an accountant. I was a PR person. I was my own manager. I was legal. I was, I was IT. I mean, I still am doing all those things to some degree. While filming a TV show. Yeah, while filming a TV a show life. and trying to have a life and like being this like single girl who like maybe doesn't want to totally sell out to reality TV because I'd like to date. I mean, I'd like to hopefully find somebody who wasn't embarrassed by what I did or said on. Is that where on... we go like this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's all good now. Well done. Yeah. Um. And so yeah. So Courtney loves Dallas happened. And then uh, D Magazine came to me to do the broadcast. Which with was Lisa? With Lisa Pinheiro. Is that how you know her? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lisa, who's a former podcast guest. And, and like incredible. one of my best friends. I mean, that was 12 years ago. And she's like my sister. I like, think I told you when I initially invested in Glotrition, I was like, I know the perfect investor. And I texted you. You texted me. And like, I was hey, like, idiot. Yeah. I've uh, known yeah. Lisa longer than you. Yeah. Ago. I've been an ambassador and a champion for Glotrition since the day she started it. And um, I, Same. she's just remarkable. But yeah, so did that talk show, which kind of helped me get a little finesse when it came to just being having that camera experience was so important, especially if I was like, we didn't know this at the time, but Instagram was going to go really heavy on video. So being able to like speak precisely, speak quickly, um, land a plane, 
tell a story, create a needs value for a product. Like that experience doing that morning television really, it groomed me in a way looking back that I, I don't think I saw at the time. And? And? Uh, it's, it's are a lot. 60 I mean, seconds no, up I mean, But I'm saying this is, I mean, this is just a, obviously it's a uh, pinpointed, uh, it's your personality, you know, to a T, but also just what you did in a short amount of time was literally not heard of because no one else had ever really done it. But what were the moments along the way when you were shifting the blog or D the broadcast or whatever, where you're like, okay, I can actually turn this into a business. And I think that's what you, again, you brought a business to an industry that I would make fun of. Yeah. I was like, this is not, I mean, and now it's like influencers in the wild. You have these people, it's like, they're trying to be like, well, yeah, Courtney. I mean, now every girl takes pictures of her outfit and posts it. And like asking, I remember having to like ask friends to come over and I was like, I will cook dinner for you and pay for your drinks at Knox Street Pub tonight if you take my digital camera and take pictures of me. So, cause like there, there wasn't, there weren't like blog photographers then. It was, it was us. I was really having to rope my friends into, hey, will you take an Instagram picture for me? God, but which again, like you, you were literally three or four years ahead of anyone. Else. It, it wasn't normal, right? It wasn't. It wasn't as common as it is now. You know, now taking a selfie is like everyone does that. Or you go to Highland Park Village at like seven in the morning on oh, a Saturday. Oh, every girl is there taking pictures. Yeah, yeah. it's like oh, okay, it's just, bloggers. It, it's changed so much, and so to see like where we were and where we are now with this industry, it's been it's been really remarkable to just be a part of it. So and and, and I can it's a good lead into a question that I probably should have asked you earlier, but you know, you, you put yourself on a public platform with the you know, you have hundreds of thousands of people following you every single day, which obviously comes with a lot of recognition, a lot of love, but maybe a little bit of people that are not so nice. But you maybe got trained on that organically by being on the T V show. Did you have kind of haters and people that were bad mouthing you yeah i mean i still do and i always you know joke if like i worried about what people thought i'd never leave my house you know it's just you're not gonna with with a, a big um audience comes like you said you use the term polarizing like some people you're not going to be for everybody yeah and i think that's a hard that's a hard thing to grab to, to grip though it's really hard to go i'm i want to I don't know if I say I want to be likable. I don't really care about being likable. I'm more interested in being myself than being liked. Yeah, which but and then it's the people that for the for me, I think I'm a polarizing person too. The people that don't like me, the common thread for most of them is they don't know me. Yeah, and it's it's so hard, especially when I started to find success and recognition. I almost was working more on the people that didn't know me that were doing this versus just edifying the people that actually were loyal to me. But that isn't was, that funny yeah. how like you're so consumed with the people that don't like you yeah no it would it would literally and still it kind of eats at me and i think that's that's human nature and i still catch myself being like that like there'll be nights that i'll be going through dms and i'll post something and you know 80 percent of the dms will be positive yeah. and then there's always those that like 20 percent who they just like can't be happy for you they can't have a sense of humor they maybe hate themselves so yeah. just projecting is like how they manage and, that and you, they, have access, they have access to you but like i find myself harping and like trying to change the i there's moments that i catch myself going like why am i so focused on changing their opinion of me yeah than just like being happy with the people that support me and love me and root for me and and i think you know you think about it like a baseball game it's like thousands of people cheer for you know the pitcher when he runs out but then there's always those like five hecklers but that's who you hear and that's what you that's the noise that you that you let get into your ear yeah that's um you know and managing them has never been 
I say it's never been tough. I mean, there's definitely been moments that like I've sobbed my eyes out and just because you feel like, you know, especially in the last like three or four years, you know, trying to stay in my lane, which is something I've always really prided myself at. Like no one's, I'm not the, I'm not the news. Like no one's going to come to me for like politics yeah. or weather. But that's why they come to or, you. Or um, my opinion on, you know, whether it be like gun control, abortion. I mean, anything that that becomes a hot topic it's become this odd thing that like influencers, we need to like release a statement. And it's so strange to me. Like I understand it, but it's still just bizarre. Because I got to pick a side. I'm like, why do you, you, you don't care what, you know, I say like the cooking channel, like the cooking channel doesn't have to release a statement when, when, you know, something yep. happens in politics or something crazy happens in the world. But it's just, I think it's funny how, because I've, I've um, leaned into this being, you know, being paid for my personality, then they expect you to have an opinion about that. And it's been a really, that's probably been harder to navigate than like the haters is just like, when do you say something? How do you say something? Um, how do you say something without saying something? Yeah. Um, and then how do you not take, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to take people and how seriously. how do you not take it personally that like, hey, if you're a, you know, I mean, just look at, gosh, I mean, I, I have to, I have to break for not break, but like, how many election text messages have you gotten? I know, like spam. Yeah, yeah, like it's 50 insane. A day, yeah. and like the election that gives me anxiety just thinking about an election coming up because like you're expected to make a statement and you're expected to give your opinion and you're going well if I which side means with, you lose some people. Yeah, and, like 50 yeah. percent of people hate you. Yeah, which. Trust me, I get it. I and obviously my stuff is more in line with the actual news, but yeah. it's still real estate. And there's been times where I've been on TV on a channel that I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I was like, I'll talk about real estate, and yeah. then the you know Twitter mafia comes after you because I'm like, why are you on that channel? It's I was like, because like, well, interest cause, rates cause, dropped. Like, yeah, and I'm I'm in the business of self promotion, but yeah, I think it just again, I think there's a problem with our society that a lot of them are lazy. They don't actually want to do their homework and they can't just realize, hey, Courtney is building her brand. Who cares yeah, who I'm she here, voted for? Like, if you want to know about high ponytails and highlighter and eyeshadow, I got you. But like, I promise you my political opinion is not what 300,000 people are following me for. And so I don't know, trying to navigate that has been probably the most difficult thing. And that's just something that's, I think, been on the rise the last like three or four years. Well, let's bring it back to something positive about, you mentioned 300,000 followers, which is incredibly impressive. Uh, they love you and they're loyal for the, and they follow your journey. Someone like me, a little bit more organic and I've watched it, you know, from a, a front row seat, but these people that they don't know you. Oh no, they but, know me. We're but best they know friends. You. But you know, we, but you know what I'm saying? Oh my like, gosh. They, I, I love them. For, they're like, if I see, I, I always call them my girls. If I see them out in public or like they come up to me, they're, they like want to hug. They want to talk Aww. about things. And they're like, is it weird that I knew that? Or like, how's bossy our bulldog? How's bossy doing? Or like, oh my God, your mom's birthday party looks so cute. Like, and then they're like, I'm sorry, is that strange? I'm like, no, we put it on the internet. Like, yeah, that's... but for, for a lot of people, that's strange and it's an invasive. Like Abby, my wife has, her Instagram is private, which is just so, but it's my, I was like, what's it like to only like have <laughs> yeah. eight people look at your I story? I have dreams of just like quitting Instagram sometimes, just but like. But you can't, you're, you're, I know, you're yeah, past but, the point. But sometimes I just think like, what if I just deleted my account and then just like disappeared? Cut, cut, no. <laughs> she, she, she's had too much, too much Waterloo to drink, but, but I'm saying. Literally, the, it's this like strange fantasy I have where I'm like, what if I just like just deleted my account and then just like disappeared. It's euphoric just, to think about it just to be like, Oh, I could, I could blend in, 
I could go anywhere I wanted to. No one hates me. No one really knows me. And I can just go and live an all life. And I can life. still do exactly what I'm doing. Like I could, I still love getting dressed in the morning. I still love putting on makeup. I still, and I would probably still share all that anyway, but it would How? be for like 14 people. A, a group text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey everyone. Uh, Courtney's WhatsApp. Uh, all my girlfriends say that they're like, you are doing exactly what you did for all of us before. Like now we just have to share you. <laughs> now we just have to share you with 300,000 people. It's unbelievable. Uh, okay, so but with that too, and again, the theme of this podcast is, is you can see that this is how she's been since the day that I met her. And obviously she just has a, a way bigger platform and a way bigger audience. But how, do, how have you stayed true to yourself knowing that you could click a button and you could get immediate interaction, right? And it's euphoric, that feeling of a like. And yeah, no matter what anyone says. It's a little says, bit of a high. But, like when I have content that like I know is about to go live that is that I'm like really proud of which I'm proud of all my content, but you know, like I think about like our wedding, you know, I, I can't tell you the amounts of messages. I can't, we can't wait for y'all's wedding. We, oh my God, we've been following you for like, for like almost 15 years. And like, you're finally getting married for the very first time. Y'all been together for 15 years? No, no. But like the girls who've been following me, like my girls, yeah. yeah. They, they've known me since I was like in a hot tub on reality TV with people that should remain nameless. And like it's just that uh, was... I remember <laughs> I remember it's just like and so they, it's they've like rooted for me and they've cheered for me and they're they're like excited to see the fairy tale how and, does that not get to your head because it's like it's all just really kind of silly it's not like I'm doing brain surgery I'm not a medical doctor but I'm I not bet you brain cancer. surgeons would be more stressed doing what you're doing versus what they're doing literally maybe maybe I don't know I mean I don't I'm not a brain surgeon but. I don't know it's just like I think it's funny when like people take like I obviously I've been exposed to a lot of influencers in this industry. Um, most of them are lovely, but, but, like, but the ones that take themselves very seriously, I'm like, y'all we're posting pictures of ourselves on the internet. And then we're just telling people where we got, like, this is not high. This is not, <laughs> it's no, just I, like hilarious. It's realtors. To me. Like, why don't they smile? It, like you're over here posing, looking down in front of a house. that's not yours and a car that you don't, it blows my yeah, mind. I don't know. It's just, I, I, I guess when you're like, how do you keep it like authentic and how do you not let it get to your head? I'm like, it's it's mascara. Oh my God. It is a $7 tube of mascara. Preach. It is self-tanner that we can exfoliate off Preach. in the shower. Like it's not. Oh, it's so bad. It's Amazon Prime Day. It's not going to, like you are not going to miss out if you don't get a Stanley Cup on sale. I promise. Like life will go on. I hope that whatever, whoever's listening to this, whatever you're doing, take that and put it into your digester, digester for whatever industry that you're in. And I think it's, that's, that's the beauty of Courtney. It's like you can't take yourself too seriously. And the people that try too hard, especially on social media, a lot of y'all ruin it for the people that are actually on there for the right reasons. Yeah. So, so what, what does social media even mean to you? How would you go and describe your I mean, it's love, my, hate, or love relationship with it? Well, I always say that like the internet is my customer service department. Like Because you think about what I do for a living. Like who's going who's gonna, to tell me like, hey, that sucks and we don't like it. You know, I don't have a boss that I report to. And I, and so there's kind of that you moment. You technically 300,000 Exactly. Bosses. And they all are very opinionated, um, which I'm fine with because so am I. But there's moments where I'm like, who's, who's keeping me in check? Like who's putting me in my place? And I think like they are my customer. And when I look at it like that, that – they're the person that's, you know, if I was if I was a sales girl at Nordstrom, they're the person who's looking for a pair of jeans. Like they're the person that's looking for a new mascara. Like I'm doing exactly what I always did. 
I'm just doing it on the internet with strangers that I never get to meet face to face. And then three weeks after they receive their item that they purchase from, you know, a something that I suggested, then they write back to me and say, oh my God, you were right. My butt looks incredible in those jeans. Like you weren't full of it, you know? And so like, that's my, that's my like Yelp review. You're selling sincerity. Yeah. Uh, does any of this, this is off what we discussed or this was not in the pre-questions. Have need- you ever had a desire to start your own fashion company, your own clothing line? You know, I've thought about it and I've always, um, you know, I see a lot of influencers or, or online personalities like starting to pivot because they're like, I want something that I own that's mine that, you know, I can take with me. And I think that is lovely. And yeah. I think that is wonderful. And I think that's a great, that's a great way to be. But for me, I mean, I've had the opportunity to do like two collections with Amazon. I've done like a handful of jewelry collaborations. And so I don't know if like selling the same thing every day like selling the same brand, the same white t-shirt, the same blazer, the same mascara or skincare product, whatever it is. I don't know if that is enough for me. Huh. I like that. That's a very honest answer. Because like, when you think about people that own, we'll say Waterloo, for example. I'm sure they're fantastic. No, I and get I it. love it. And I told you before we I started, like I keep them in business with our like six to ten it. cases a week. They're that selling our family. sparkling water. Yes. But like I would get sick of talking about sparkling water every day. Um, I would get so sick of talking about the same thing every day. And like thinking that I'm having to just, I'm the ambassador and the, like that would, that would be so boring to me. And that's what I love about my job is I get to work with any brand in the world that I want to work with. I could call my manager today and go, you know what? I've decided I want to be a Maserati ambassador. And she'd be like, let's figure out how to do that. It's almost like you need your own mall. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I should own a mall. I think that's, that's, (laughs) that's the answer. Bring it full circle. So when you vet a brand that you're going to endorse, whether it's in public, it's online, it's whatever, it's it's part of your repertoire, what's that process look like and how do you know it's something that actually fits your brand as a person and as an influencer? Typically, I mean, all the partnerships I have live right now, which at any time there's anywhere from 20 to 40 brand partnerships that are all seamlessly happening at the same time, but they're all with different types of products or or clothing brands or makeup brands or skincare or food or alcohol or whatever um nine times out of ten it's a brand that i already loved and i just they, they them. seek you out or you're, you're they kinda... they know i already loved them and i had already talked about them without being paid i mean not everything i talk about has a dollar amount attached to it and finding that balance is also really interesting too like when you're creating your content like how what percentage of it is paid to what percentage of it is not paid and and if you're only sharing paid partnerships and only sharing paid content then people are like so do you really like this and my audience i am so grateful like knock on wood my girls that those girls man i always say that like my hoes are loyal like they i don't know if we can say that on this podcast we just did but they are they are like my loyal like these are my ladies, you know. You know yeah. that um, that funny. I don't know if you've seen it on reels where they're like, "These are my ladies. This is Stephanie. This is Brittany." I feel this like if is... I close my eyes right now, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, it's Courtney." Yeah. I didn't expect that. Um, it's but I like they are my ladies. Like they and they like love me and they and so I say that like they trust that like what I'm sharing is been vetted by me. It's something I already loved. It's a brand I already would have purchased with my own money. Um. And so I think that trust level is a really important to me, but B it's not like, it's not something I don't, I take it very seriously. Like the, the trust level well, that these people have in me to like make recommendations and to put like my currently approved stamp 
onto a brand or a product or, you know, a, a skincare item. It's also because at this point in your career, it's easy for you to implode than to keep growing. And you could go and make one bad pivot and it kind of yeah. ruins 15 years, 20 years, 40 years of perpetual branding. Yeah. And you have to be really, really intentional. There is a brand. And I say I, I love what you just said, because there's a brand that um, just kind of things went sideways for them. And I called my manager and I said, we have to pull this partnership. Like I, I don't know how the brand is going to recover, but that's not my job to figure it out and to be continue to be their cheerleader. Because quite frankly, if I was a paying customer um, for this brand before I was a partner, I would not purchase it anymore. And so I just, I don't feel comfortable doing this even when there's, you know, a five digit, you know, partnership on the line. You just, you still go like, I can't like we we were probably three months into my year long partnership with them. Kanye and huh? Kanye. No, yeah, <laughs> I no longer endorse Kanye. Yeah, um, I'll tell you when we're not. I don't I'm, feel comfortable. I'm just like, kidding. No, 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 we, no, no, no. We don't want to do that. Um, not bashing. They no, no, didn't no. do anything. And we get wrong. it. It doesn't matter. The brand name but doesn't matter. It was matter. just like I don't feel comfortable. This is not like. And I always joke like, oh, that's on brand. Oh, that's not on brand. Like it was not on brand for me anymore. Well, you know yourself better than anybody. And that's a, that's a, that's a wise decision. It's like even LaCroix, though- not on brand for me. Waterloo, on brand for me. He didn't even tell me to say that. I like came in hot with my Waterloo. Product shot. Um, so through your, uh, through your branding and through your efforts, wh- what do you want to accomplish other than the monetization and, and building a brand? But you talk about, you know, women from all over the country, all over the world that have different everything's a demographic is not specific but if you had to go and pinpoint this special part the heart part what's the what's the number one goal for you when getting the word out there about myself no i'm saying like helping I mean, you can help millions of people oh, every single day i think i've always really prided myself on my content feeling educational like you've got like this like i'm your big sister who you call and you're like hey how do i put on fake eyelashes hey how do you get your ponytail so high hey what were those jeans you were talking about the other day hey if i was going to a wedding like which shoes are comfy for like dancing but they're also sexy but like they're not going to kill my feet sketchers <laughs> yeah sketchers <laughs> shape ups. not an endorsement i have yet um you know it's so it's those were conversations i was always having with my friends like i said before i started this and that's that's still the pride of of what I do is just like educating girls on like here's just here's how to do this. It's like I'm the I'm not necessarily like the how to girl, but you know it's just but how you, do I do you, this or where do are. I find this or what's the best cream bronzer to buy at the Sephora sale right now or if I only had fifty dollars to spend it on Amazon Prime Day, what should I get? You know it's and you're, you're so the voice the, and so, yeah and I, and and it makes the possibilities really endless because you know I keep thinking like is my expiration date coming up? Like, are we, when is the bottom going to fall out of, of the influencer world or the content creator world? Never. And, never. And that's, what's crazy is that like before it was, I needed editorial, like professional photos on my, on my Instagram. And now it's like, no, I sit in bed and edit reels and lay in bed with Kyle and do a pillow and sheets and do a pillow and sheets campaign. Like while we're in bed, before we go to sleep like it's it's just crazy that it's turned so in the moment and it can be you don't have, everything doesn't have to feel like professional anymore and i think covid really like contributed to that yeah and covid was a really i know it was a horrible time for our country and like the pandemic was awful but like for content creators I got the questions that I got, like, how do I get myself a manicure at home? Do you know about dyeing your own hair? What are your favorite at home workout platforms? Like, I mean, there was 
the amount of content that I felt like we could take into our own hands that people were getting elsewhere, it really shifted. I didn't think about that. And so, I mean, even for like Kyle, um, like I don't know if your viewers, he hasn't been on the show, has I want him to be. I asked. I think yeah, I asked y'all both. But to be on. yeah, um, he owns restaurants um, all over Texas, and they're about to break out of Texas. But you know, for him, it was like people were like, "How do I make your hot chicken and cheese sandwich from the rustic at home during lockdown?" Or, "Hey, do you know a good cacio e pepe recipe?" So for him, it was like, it was what are you good at, and what is your like skill set, and how do you teach people how to do that at home? And we both like went hard on that. We were like, we're wow. gonna like create content at night and so we would both like work all day and take you know zoom calls and then at night it was like we just create funny content of like how to take certain things in our own hands and which made you more relatable more accessible and you leveraged social media to a different degree when you know a lot of people thought the world was going to fall apart and yeah. you actually found a way to go and bring them joy and again like the mascara and the chicken sandwiches and real i mean it's not life or death stuff which uh, yeah I think, but, like i said this isn't like brain surgery but it's, people it's needed you differently and, and you brought them yeah. that outlet which again is just kind of epitomizes who you are anyway they don't you don't need to go look at her outfit to have a, a good day but you go there to make your day better yeah and, you know, and i and that's that that's a very nice compliment and i i really i take that really seriously and like the messages i get from women um when they're like lately I've been adding captions onto my Instagram stories like so and I can't tell you the amount of messages I've gotten from women going thank you for doing that because I watch your stories when I'm like you know up in the middle of the night like breastfeeding my kids or I'm you know putting my kids to sleep or my husband's asleep next to me watching bed and I'm up just like scroll they're like that's my time to like escape reality and just be like what's Courtney up to what story is she telling today like what's what what mess has she gotten herself into? You know, so it's, it's the feedback is, is really lovely. And it's really kind. And when you hear women say things like that, like you're just like this bright light in my day or it's true. Or they're like, I'm your mom's age, but like, I love watching you and you remind me of, you know, my, my daughter. I don't know. But they don't talk in that voice because it's just on text. No, yeah. I have voices for all of them. Yeah. Okay. So when you describe your brand, uh, like if there were five words to use to describe you, what would it, what would it be? To describe me or to describe my brand? I mean, you, your brand. I'm going to pick two and then you get to pick the other five. Uh, Bold and inviting would be two words. So we're using adjectives. Or just, it could be, um, so like I always Ketchup. say, I always say like if you love blazers, dirty martinis, and skincare, then you're in the right place. Like that's actually like my, that's what it says like on my profile on Instagram. One more time, if you like what? If you like blazers, dirty martinis, and skincare, like you're in the right place. Welcome home. Um, like if you love bulldogs, you're in the right place. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I want to be like the internet's big sister. See that that is that is a very brandable thing. I think that or that, like their fun aunt. No, big sister, because we're still we're not old enough to be fun aunts yet, or yeah. uncles. But maybe Are we? I don't know. You're I mean, about you to have be nephews in, and nieces, don't you? Yeah, God, and a, I have a kid. I, I know. Probably, what I, have, probably, I have stepchildren. I know it's crazy that are that are going to college in a year and two years. Like that's wild. Do they want to take a five month old with them <laughs> until she's sleep trained? Because oh, America. No, uh, it's wild. Like the, just like look at us, Rogers. We've grown up. Kind of. You have. I'm still fighting it. I have gray hair and my beard. It. That's why you I have a mustache. You should see my skincare now. routine every night. I am like, res- I'm trying. I'm working on like the Benjamin Button program. Dude, for like, I'm so glad. I, I hate getting older. I hate it's it. It's really the worst. And I suck at it and everyone's like, getting, get, getting older sucks. It sucks. Other than the wisdom part and the discernment part, which is also kind of sucks. Like decision you, making feels a little bit more, you feel a bit more confident yeah. making decisions. Like you lean into 
better choices. Like you're not like, oh, I'm here for a like good time, not a long time. Like you don't, you're kind of like that's dirty martinis. <laughs> I think the the aging sucks. I think getting older is fun. aging sucks. Like a hangover is worse, dude. Um, just like I wake up some mornings and I'll have had like too much sodium, and I'm like. Did I swallow an entire box of Morton salt in my sleep? And like, I have to have so many. Like, I used to sleep on people's couches. Yeah. And now if I don't have like a pillow program. Dude, like, trust me. There's a whole. Have you heard of a docatot? It's like this thing for babies. And I build my own every single night. It's essentially this thing yeah, that like, you just take keeps like, baby Moses in, it, in his little uh, like, you know, contained 12 area. 12 king size pillows yeah. all the way around my body. Yeah, no, trust like, me. Like I need the temperature at a certain control. Same, 68 I need and a half. certain type of sheets. Put a floor fan on me. Let's go. Like, I, I mean, let's what go. Why did I happened? keep saying let's go? I keep saying let's go because I'm around millennials all day. And I just said it organically, which I'm mad at myself. Let's go. Do they say let's go all, all the time? time? Let's go. Let's go. Where? Where are we going? Are, where, who who uh, like, are we? What are we are doing? Are there tacos there? No, let's, like, like, let's where go. Where are we going? Let's go needs a, one more word at the end. Let's go home or let's, let's go to go bed. To bed. <laughs> let's go to bed. <laughs> let's go wash our makeup let's off. Let's go wash our makeup off. Yeah. Let's go to currently.com. Yeah. Let's go out to eat. Um. Let's go. Let's go to happy hour. Let's go go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the go go. Let's show. go see what my to do list is tomorrow night. So I need or tomorrow. So I need to see what time I need to go to bed tonight. Let's go to bed early. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. We just went viral. Let's go viral. Um. Okay. So, who, who? What brands do you look up to? Whether it's in fashion, it's in social media. When oh, when you wow. go and you try to think about you know companies that you're like, okay, I like how they're setting the pace. Whether it's a Google and Apple or currently, what what's the company that you think of that gives you inspiration? That is like a very, I should have been, I, did you send that question in the note? Okay. But I remember you minute ago. That's okay. You don't have to do the questions I asked because I'm ready. I am ready. I'm, but now I feel like my answer is going to be stupid. Um, someone that just like sticks out and you have, have no clue who she is. Um, well, don't judge me. Her name's Rachel Zoe and she's yeah, a duh, celebrity stylist. Duh. I know Rachel Zoe. What was her thing back in the day? Her, how, or what was her like tagline? Oh, she would say like, um, bananas. That's bananas. Bananas. I know Rachel Zoe. I don't know her personally, but yeah. So I just. She was a Bravo celebrity. Yeah, she had a show. The Rachel Zoe Project. I rewatch it probably once a year. Um, her, I like, I just think I love her. Just she's unabashedly herself. There was something else, not how bananas. What else did she say? Like, she'd be like, shut it down. No, there was something. Shut I'm listening. I'm going to look this up. Keep talking. I'm looking not it up. Not like Paris Hilton who would say, like, that's hot. No, I, I remember or like, that. dead. Oh my God, I'm dead. Rachel, is that what Rachel Zoe would I say? I don't know. Rachel Zoe Sainz. Phrases, one liners. No, there was like something that. She would say, that's bananas. It can't stop. <sighs> Rachel Zoe. I die. I die. I oh my God, I die. Die. I would hear this and like, oh, I'm gonna die. But now, like, girls say stuff way too much. Like, so what is the phrase now that all the I girls are using? Die. And I'm like, let's just stop. Um, but like, she was kind of the first that would go like, oh my God, obsessed, like obsessed. I die. And now, if you oh. say like you're obsessed, people are like, let's come up with a better word. Um, let's I go. love her. Someone else, I think, another Bravo babe, Bethany Frankel. Oh yeah, is a badass. Yeah. Um, when you think about like she and I love when she tells the story that she was and I relate to this on a lot of levels um, when she signed up to do the first season of Real Housewives of New York she said she had 600 like $618 in her banking account and she was selling these like muffins like it was like called like baked by Bethany or Bethany bakes or something like that and she was like schlepping through grocery stores trying to get them to like pick up this like healthy 
version of like muffins and cakes and breads. And then she had this idea, you know, when she sold Skinny Girl, Skinny Girl came from like a need for her. She was like, I wanted to make a margarita that was didn't have like tons of sugar and ton- I just wanted like agave, lime juice, Cointreau and tequila. And she bottled it and then what sold her Skinny Girl or sold that Skinny Girl margarita brand for like 55 million like it was insane. It was like one of the biggest transactions. I die. I die. Um, I just I really respect women that like stay true to who they are. They're like they don't sell out. They both are just still authentically themselves. And so I don't really relate to people that say what they think they need to say and how they're supposed to say it and are like kind of robots and they're like, oh, thank you, Rogers. Sell out. Uh, it's just like not. It's just not hot but the world needs more people like you which is why i, I want to have these kind of conversations is that you've ridden the wave and it's, it's fame and success can literally make you better and, and yeah it can and, make and, you crazy but it can make you better and but I it think can make you, you better if you use it, it for if you use your powers for good and you help people somebody's gonna listen to this today and be like i needed to hear that i yeah. want like i want to be like courtney kerr and i want to go and make myself better the better that i get and i think just being yourself like there's something that's so like you said, like you don't you have a little is it liberating? Like kinda, yeah, like yeah. you just you're like why would I hate that quote, but it's kind of funny. It's like be yourself, everyone else is taken. Literally, my favorite quote. So she just made fun <laughs> of me. I literally, I, I think it's so true. It's, it is true, but like I just literally my favorite quote. So she just so unintentionally many, made fun of me. Whether it's like women or men, and they all are just like cookie cutters of each other, and it's like <sighs> oh, uh, she bought hoop earrings, so I'm gonna buy hoop earrings. On currently, yeah, <laughs> currently.com. Swipe up. Yeah. Um, Click this link. We don't swipe up anymore. Um, but what was I going to say? No, I just, the whole, the cookie cutter girls and guys and mentality, it's just like, it's, it's ex- like not sexy to yeah, me. Yeah, it's also, it's sad. It's And exhausting. it's one of the reasons I love like my fiance is he's just, I think he's also not at all what I would have like picked for myself um, because he also just being an entrepreneur, I mean, he has this big personality and th- with that comes a lot of I mean you understand this having just a lot of people looking to you to make decisions and make them precisely and quickly and thoughtfully and being okay you when you're the boss you kind of sometimes have to be okay being unlike being like the people not everyone's gonna like you and um and he's I learned so much from him every single day but I think you know one thing that drew me and attracted me to him was that he he was unlike anyone else I had ever dated Hmm. and he's your equal yeah. yeah, but I mean, crazy. we're not. Well, but I'm saying you get each other. Yeah, we totally understand each other. The older I get in life, whether it's friendships, relationships, working relationships, whatever, I think the one thing people need more than anything to have a relationship that works is familiarity. And I think that yeah. when you can get each other, whether it's in fashion or restaurants or real estate or whatever, alcohol, when you don't have to explain it, it works. Yes, and he, I think being in the restaurant industry also has a level of customer service, service, and I mean, obviously the service industry, but like, we understand that our views on that align as far as like, if someone comes into my home, you know, how it's how I'm dressed and how it's decorated is as important to my business as the food that we serve them and the cocktail that we offer and the bottle of wine we offer them as important as that is to his business. And, you know, he, um, yeah, he's, this isn't about him. Shout out to Kyle. Not about you, Kyle. Last question. Um, Sorry, Kyle. You can come speak for yourself. See you on the How next episode. That? How about that? Um, last question. What do you want to be remembered for? 
in in the world of in the worldly world of business and and um, you know branding, what's your what's your mark? The one of the biggest compliments that anyone can ever give me if I if I meet you know my my girls or your guys public, or my guys um, is when they're like, oh my god, you're exactly like I thought you were, mm. and wow. that feels so it just like reminds me why I do what I do because they don't think there there's a lot of people that put on a front whether it's on their social media or their tv personalities and then I'm sure you can think of celebrities maybe not that I'm a celebrity I do not want to be put in that category at all but like personalities that you've met and you have like a idea of what they're like and then you meet them and you're like man that was a big letdown yeah Sean Lowe just kidding like I've met I mean through the broadcast and through doing the radio show which we didn't even talk about that that was a that was a flash in a pan um there were people that i met celebrities and i remember being like i i washed my hair for you today like i did extra makeup for you i i tried to turn it out for you and you were a big disappointment the saying goes you never want to meet your heroes yeah yeah but so i think the word you're gravitating towards is authentic yeah, I just, I want people to go, wow, that's exactly what I thought she was. And maybe they don't like me. And or, I never want them to think they're like getting sold a lemon. Mm. <laughs> i tell you what, I think that's, that's, that's how we end this thing. And yeah, this is, I'm so grateful. I'm so proud of you. Oh, and it's been fun. I'm proud that, of you. Oh, thanks. Look at this. Tell you what, yeah, podcast, here we are. We've, <laughs> We, we've made it, but yeah, this is Aside why. Aside from the millions and millions of dollars of real estate. Oh, well, thanks. Billions, technically. I'm oh, kidding. Sorry. But I, but I, I, like but I told, Powerball. I told Billions. Corey before we started that this podcast has kind of changed my life because it made me realize that what I was focusing on wasn't the most important. And if I can, like her, she's you're you're yourself for a living, and I am too. But it's just finding a way to navigate where you know you get to that point of complete peace that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, and you are the epitome of that and you know it, you. it's been fun to watch it and you you've become a better person and i think that y'all can get a, a glimpse of that today and uh the last question was was actually how do we support you so how do we find you online we're going to direct everybody to instagram to, and you can type in currently spelled like my last name k-e-r-r e-n-t-l-y um my website's right is down right now it's under construction it's getting um what's it going to be called one because it's going to be called currently but it's just you know it, it's it's older, so it needs like a facelift. So it's it's going. Which that's the she's actually going to start selling internet facelifts. Internet facelifts, yeah. It's getting an internet facelift right now. It needed a little Botox and it needed a little nipping and tucking. So it's getting a, it's getting a mommy makeover. I like it. By the time this airs, uh, currently.com, I'm sure will be. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, you can support you can support me on Instagram. Watch my stories. Tell your friends how. How funny I am. Um, and you can also go eat at my fiance's restaurants. I'm going to throw that out there. Let's go. Let's go. I just did it again. I just let's said, let's go. go. What is wrong let's with me? Let's go to the Rustic. Let's go to the let's Rustic. Let's go to Mutt's. Let's go to Bowl and Barrel. Let's go to Joe Leo. Let's go to Joe Leo. Let's yes. go to Bowl and Barrel. All of them. Um, let's go there. there. Go there and support our family because I have a wedding to pay for. <laughs> We're all invited virtually. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm really trying to figure out a way to live stream my wedding. For and the people girls. think I'm crazy for the girls. That's that's the next, that's the follow-up episode. Um, yeah. Thank yeah. you for being here. Thank Thanks for, for being a friend. And so I'm, I'm so proud of you. And uh, this has been, this has been a lot of fun. Well, good. I'm glad. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm Courtney Kerr. And this is how you sell without selling out. Roger's that.